Well, good morning. Here we are once again. It's Saturday. How did it get here so quickly? It seems like it was just Saturday a week ago. Not sure how the time flies, but here we are once again. Got a great show ahead of us here with uh, our returning special guest and resident bibliophile, Ann Davis East, who's going to be sharing some book titles for the remainder of our summer. So just uh, not just hang in there, grab your cup of coffee. Be Are you ready to go? I know for some of you that might be iced coffee today, but put on the brakes, grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation because it is time for Coffee Breaks with Steve. Good morning. Let's see if let's see if anybody's here to say good morning to yet. I know sometimes it takes us a few minutes to get rocking and rolling here. If you are tuning in this morning live with us on this Saturday, July 30th, can you believe it? We're coming up to the end of July. But if you are here this morning live, uh, make sure that you say hello in the comments. Stay involved in the chat. Join the conversation today, but make sure you let us know that you are here. And um if you are tuning in later and watching the recording of today's show, you can also make your comments in the chat. You can still follow along and, and join the conversation. We do go back and check the comments later on and make sure that we are uh, with you all. And I'm checking to make sure that we are live on both platforms. And guess what? We were not. Yeah. So we're now coming up on Facebook. So I'm going to say it once again. I'm going to say good morning and welcome to Coffee Breaks with Steve. I was wise enough. This has happened once before, but I had it set or I thought I had it set to be on uh, on both our platforms. We were on Facebook and we're on YouTube. And uh, as it turned, this happened about a few months ago. And our director, Carissa, caught the fact that we were only running to YouTube. So anyway, you know, we get those glitches that go on, but we are live at this point. And I will say once again, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Breaks with Steve on this Saturday, July 30th, 2022. What's the weather like where you are at? If, uh, if you are in one of the areas that's experiencing extreme, unusual, record-breaking heat right now, please make sure you're staying safe. Hopefully you're in a cool place, uh, but also make sure that you uh, are hydrating and doing all the things you need to. Good morning, Kathy Garlic. Hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's it's amazing how much of the country, and, and it was strange, or not strange, I guess, but it was interesting to watch that here a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of the east east coast and parts of the, the uh, south and southeast that were experiencing extreme heat, and then it seemed drift kind of over and end up in the western half of the United States. Hi, Carla. Um, and, and, you know, all of a sudden now you've got areas of the mountain states, you've got the, the western, south, southwest, that's the word I was trying to think, hang on, this is obviously necessary. Yeah, um, and then places like Oregon and Washington, Portland, Seattle experiencing record-breaking heat and uh, extremes. And uh, I know some of you, Carla, you're up in... Uh, 
in Oregon. If anybody who's in Oregon, I saw something the other day, I wanted to confirm this, that that Oregon took the unprecedented measure of allowing in several of the count number of the counties self-service pumping gas, which has never been the case in Oregon. I don't know if there's ever been an exception to the law that you can't pump your own gas. That's the first I've ever seen of it. So if you're in Oregon and can confirm that for me, let me know. Um, who else popped in here? Shalane, good morning. Took Yeah, I know. Took Facebook a bit to find you. I We started the broadcast and I have everything set up to go to both Facebook and, and YouTube. And I thought everything was set properly. And when we started and I didn't see anybody signing in here and joining the conversation, I glanced and it turned out Facebook wasn't live. So my apologies for that. If you were sitting on Facebook waiting and, and this first two or three minutes went by with nothing, that's on me. But you're here. Thanks for being here. And uh, yes, let's see. Amy Sterling. Good morning, Amy. It's, I think it's been a little while since I've seen you on here. If you have been, I just missed you. So good to see you, Rick. Good morning. Who else am I seeing here? Lila Swafford, yes. And uh, yeah, Amy saying had to pump my own gas. I forgot to put the, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the cap back on. I've By the way, I've spent many, much of the last, many much of the last 15 or 16 years, California or Washington have also spent enough time in Utah and other places that I've gotten very accustomed to pumping my own gas. There've been two or three times I've started to drive off. Now, Thank goodness I have never driven off with the pump, the hose still in. I saw somebody do that a few weeks ago. It was actually at a gas station where somebody forgot to take the hose out and started to drive off um, and, and broke the hose. You know, they're designed to come apart, but that's still, that can be very expensive for the person who does that because it's not like they just go, that's uh, okay, you know, we'll build you for it. Like they don't want you to leave the station until you pay cash then there is a fine for doing that. Um, but anyway, yes. Do people in Oregon understand how to pump gas? Um, you know, it's, I think it depends, Kathy. I, I think a lot of people I saw, some of the uh, posts I saw um, were from people who had never done it before and were really struggling with it. I think a lot of people, if they've, if they've lived in other states or have visited other states, they at least know how to do it. But um it's not necessarily as intuitive a thing as it is for those of us who live in states where that's just the norm. So, yeah, I can see that. But what are the temperatures been like where you are at, whether you are uh, in the West or you're someplace else? I don't know if anybody on here right now is further east than uh, than the Utah area, but wherever you're at, I want you to identify what state you're in. You can even identify the city or region of the state and what the weather has been like. What are the temperatures been like? What's the forecast for the rest of uh, this weekend and into next week? I know here in Spokane, we have finally hit the 100 degree and just over 100 degree point within the last like three days. And yesterday, I think it was 102 officially. And um, I think at our house, that was about what it what it was as well. It's supposed to stay around there like 101, 102 today, maybe 103 tomorrow. And then my understanding is if the weather forecasts are accurate, we're going to start to see some relief over the next few days. We're going to come down into the 90s and even be down in the 80s by the next week or so, I believe. I believe. Um, but what's it? where are you at and, and what's it like? Yeah, Shalane mentioning in Yakima, um, 108 for a few. I remember seeing Yakima is about 
three, three and a half hours from us. It's not that far away. And yet it's interesting how just that little change in the, in the climate zone can create several degrees difference. I know that um, some of you in California have been experiencing some hot weather. Hundreds this week in Salem, Oregon, Amy says. Um, yes, we hit 90 this week, Rick says, but, mo but mostly since we're near the coast, 8 to 10 degrees cooler than the valley. My experience, though, in Oregon has been that if you are at the coast and it gets up that hot, it's just oppressive. I think the humidity being that close to the water that close to the ocean added to the temperature can make it very uncomfortable. So hopefully everybody's staying cool, safe, hydrated. Just talking to our guest, uh, Ann Davis East, who will be joining us in a few minutes about the weather where she's at in California and talking, we were just sharing the fact that, you know, there, when it's this hot, you don't go out in the middle of the day. You take care of what you need to outside if you need to go outside at all. First thing in the morning, and, and then maybe go back out after the sun sets. But it hasn't been cooling down that much, at least here. Um, it is right at the moment, according to my temperature, my weather app, about 81 degrees in Spokane, in our area of Spokane. So staying very, very warm. Um, yeah, that's Kathy Garlic saying, my AccuWeather says it's currently 83, but feels like 92 which means that combination of the humidity and the air temperature, et cetera. So that's not necessarily unusual. Okay, well, we can continue. Feel free to continue to share about your weather woes and other things that may be going on. And uh, just how's everybody doing in general? Do you have your... I actually did something the other day when it was hot. I was out running some errands in the middle of the day. So thank goodness for car air conditioning as well. Trying to remember back... In those days growing up when we lived in a house that did not have air conditioning in the summer, it didn't have air conditioning ever, but I mean in the summer and you don't have air conditioning and then getting in a car where air conditioning meant rolling down all the windows and driving fast enough to where there was at least airflow. Um, but I don't know that I could reacclimate to that. I'm spoiled now. You know, the house has to have air conditioning. The car has to have air conditioning. You almost feel like if you're... I mean, you go into a store, you're expecting air conditioning, you're going into any place of business. And we're just, at least I'm not acclimated to the idea in on hot days in summer to not have that, right? So we've gotten very, very used to it. Um, but um, I went out the other day to run some errands and I stopped at our local coffee shop bakery, Rocket Bakery, which some of you are familiar with. We broadcast from there a few weeks ago. And I, I always get my, I almost always get my drinks hot. Very rarely when I go in, no matter what the weather, I just, that's just my, I mean, I've got hot coffee this morning, right? Which I'm here, so hate to waste the picking up of the coffee mug. Um, I got an iced drink. I got an iced version of my typical hot drink that I get when I'm, in uh, in a coffee shop, I almost always get a peppermint white chocolate mocha. That's my go-to drink for a hot drink. When I was going to say mixed drink, I don't know if you'd call it a mixed drink. That has a different connotation. But when I go into a coffee shop, that's typically what I'm going to order is a, is a peppermint white chocolate mocha. And I got it iced the other day. It tasted so good. It felt so good. I've got to remember to do that more often when it's hot weather. But um, well, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, 
everybody's continuing to share. Very good. Thank you. But uh, anyway, let's talk about some special days that are this week. And once again, if you are joining us, uh, first of all, if you had a little glitch in the, at the start, that was our glitch. We, we started rolling live, but we were only going to YouTube preliminarily. And, and when we realized that Facebook wasn't running, we went live on Facebook. So hopefully that didn't mess you up too much. Hopefully you are finding us this morning. And uh, welcome to Coffee Breaks. Make sure that you are saying hi. Make sure that you are joining in the conversation. Um, special days this week. Today, Saturday, July 30th, is Father-in-Law Day. I mention that because I have... I have a, I have two. I was gonna say I have a son and two daughters-in-law. No, I have two sons and one daughter-in-law, and I just think it would be important for them to be aware of and recognize that today's father-in-law day. Whatever you want to do with that, just know that. Um, it's also National Cheesecake Day today. So if you are a cheesecake fan, this would be a good day. I don't know if places like the Cheesecake Factory do any specials on Cheesecake Day. You know, it's kind of like some of the places, uh, some of the places that serve ice cream on certain ice cream days or certain other things will do freebies or do some kind of a discount or something special. I don't know. If anybody knows, I didn't look it up, but it wants to check real quick. Is Does the Cheesecake Factory do anything special? on National Cheesecake Day. And also is National Cheesecake Day, again, you come back to that thing that if it says national, technically it's supposed to be because Congress passed a bill or the president made a declaration of something national. Are they just calling it National Cheesecake Day? Is this being sponsored by the Cheesecake Makers of America or even the Cheesecake Factory itself? Let me know if you see anything about specials on this. I'm not going out to get any, I'm just curious. And then this is very relevant. I had to include this because it's relevant to our topic today. Today is also paperback book day. And I know many people now are moving away from physical books, you know, paper books, whether it's hardbound or paperback and doing more of the stuff that's just online. You can pull up books on your phone. You can pull them up on your computer. You can get special devices, the nooks and other devices that are designed primarily for reading. And I'm curious about how many of you still like to pick up the, the physical paper book, whether hardbound or paperback. And, you know, the paperbacks have traditionally been less expensive, sometimes easier to carry around. You can tell those paperback books that have been favorites because they get a little bit dog-eared and, and bent a little bit, but they're still a favorite and pull them back off the shelf or off the rack and, and read that paperback book. So that's today. And then tomorrow, Sunday, the 31st, is National Avocado Day. Anybody here an avocado fan? I love avocados. Uh, it has to be just the right ripe. Now, some people like to wait until they're starting to get really mushy. It's kind of like with bananas, you know, that you got different, different people like their avocados at different stages of development. But there is sort of a perfect point where it's got just enough of a give to it that it's not like cutting into an apple if you dig into that avocado. But that's also, I think, when the flavors come out the best. It depends on where it was grown and how it was grown in terms of the, I think of that, the robustness of that avocado. Is there a robustness of avocado flavor? Anyway, I like a good, ripe, just ripe avocado. And sometimes they get a little bit more ripe. That's the right time to make guacamole or do other things with them that people like to do or mix them in with, with other ingredients. What is your, what is your, oh, look, Kim Baker's here. Good meowing. 
Yes, good afternoon and happy Catterday. That's how she's out, out herding cats. That's okay. We we kind of had some glitches and got started late. Kim, just glad you're here. Scott is here. I'm just looking to see who has joined since the last time I glanced at my screen. Um, but anyway, tomorrow is National Avocado Day. I don't need a national day for avocados. I just need a good avocado. Monday, the first, is National Raspberry Cream Pie Day. I'm always interested in these ones that are very, 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 very specific. Not just National Raspberry Pie Day, not just National Cream Pie Day, National Raspberry Cream Pie Day. I don't know that I've ever actually had a raspberry cream pie. I've had like chocolate cream, banana cream, coconut cream, and others. I'm trying to think if I've ever had raspberry cream pie day. If you have, or if you make a raspberry cream pie, let me know about that, what you think of it, and, and what makes it so special that it has to have its own national day. Tuesday, the second, is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Man, that sounds good right now. With the weather we're having, yeah, I can see having an ice cream sandwich day. And I could see having an ice cream sandwich. I'm not opposed to that. Similarly, summer weather, August 3rd. This one came up. It was weird because this one came up in the, um, the platform or the, sorry, the app that I use to go out and check special days. This one came up on two different days this week. And I had to go out and check independently to see which one it actually is. But the third Wednesday is National Watermelon Day. Also like a good watermelon, again, just that right point of, of ripeness and freshness to where you really not just get the, the water part, but the melon part has that juicy, sweet taste. Remember growing up, now they breed, breed, grow, farm, process. The watermelons that are seedless, has that's become much more common now, at least from what I see, to where you get the watermelons that you don't, you're not digging seeds out of. Growing up, Watermelons just have those seeds, those black seeds that you would either be digging around when you got your watermelon or you'd be spitting them out. Do you remember you'd take a bite and then you'd spit out the seeds? Question for you, taking a, an informal poll. Do you prefer, do you miss the seeded watermelon or still look for the seeded watermelon because that's on natural, it's the way it's supposed to be and you like spitting out those seeds or do you appreciate the fact that you now don't have to work around the seeds? Let me know. Um, Thursday, chocolate, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Again, why do we need a special day? Don't know. And then also this week on uh, Monday, the first, happy birthday to Carla Venturi. Carla, my sister Carla, you're celebrating a birthday this week. So happy birthday to you. Um, I didn't have any other special days that I came up on my personal calendar. So if I'm missing something and you're having a special day this week of any kind, um, let us know what that is in the chat so we may celebrate with you. And uh, beyond that, listen, I've already taken a lot of time just talking. I don't want to waste our time here together. I want to make sure that we have plenty of time to talk to our special guest. So I think you know her. Um, she's been with us multiple times in the past and as a favorite to bring back. And so I'm thrilled to introduce, reintroduce and bring online here with me, Ann Davis East. So hi, Ann, how are you? Good, good morning. Yeah, it's good to see you, good to have you here. I know we were talking earlier about how we're both doing uh, the best that we can to try to stay out of sweltering heat. You look like you're staying comfortable. 
Yes, and I actually, while you were talking, checked out weather, and it's 72 right now, and, oh, wow. our, and our high is going to be 95, so I'm excited not to have 100 plus the, oh, today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can, I can, isn't it funny, though, how all of a sudden 95 just seems comfortable after you've been experiencing those 100 plus days, so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, I want to get to uh, you You had like three titles that you shared with uh, with me prior to this. And I have some slides we can talk about each one of these as uh, as you present them or as you talk about them. We can show the a little bit about the book and the author. So do you just want to get going and tell us a little bit about your reading recommendations for the remainder of our summer season? Sure. So I chose three books um, that are actually sitting on my bedstand right now. So um, I had to had to finish a couple of books. I'm on a national book award committee, so I had seven books to read and make wow. recommendations this week. So um, I kind of switched my place. So we're going to do, the first one is called Le uh, Lessons in Chemistry. And um, Steve has the book cover and the author. Um, it's by Bonnie Garmus. And um, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a really fun book. Um, she, um, the main character, Elizabeth, is a scientist in during the 1960s. And, you know, as women know, back when you were a scientist back there, you were kind of not even second, maybe third citizen. So she had to beg. Well, then she ended up losing her job and um, she was fired because she became pregnant and um, and stuff. So um, she is uh, asked to... Um, host a cooking show on TV and she hmm. decides not to just cook but to um, teach housewives not just to make the dinner but how to change their lives so um, it's just it's going to be fun um, as we all know cooking is a science so mm -hmm. it'll be good and I see, Kathy, you asked what constitutes summer reading. Um, that, to me, summer reading is where I get to read all my, all my fun books that uh, don't necessarily learn something from. And um, it takes me maybe one or two days to read. Um, okay. So that's it. So our second book is called the, called the Cartographers, which is a work that I was unfamiliar with, but it has to do with collecting maps. And um, this is the story of um, a young girl who um, lost everything over a fight with family members over a cheap gas station map. Now, some of us don't remember maps, um, <laughs> paper maps, because yeah. we now have um, the lovely lady that tells us, calls out directions and all of that. But you used to be able to get maps at, at a gas station or AAA. 
and then you had to learn how to refold them. But anyway, mm -hmm. she, um, <laughs> her father yeah. dies, and she discovers that that map actually was really important, and it um, puts her off onto a scavenger hunt that um, leads her to all sorts of secrets that her family had. Mm. So that's um, a, a, another one that is kind of fun and um, is, I'm looking forward, to, looking forward to reading and finding out more about um, cartographers um in in this whole map thing so that that kind of sparked my my interest okay and then the third one is called portrait of a thief and you'll notice a nice theme here today is mm -hmm. all three books are written by women i was going to mention that yeah yes. female authors yeah uh, so it, it's it's nice to read um Books by women that are, have substance and are not just the romance novels. But this one is um, kind of like an Ocean's Eleven heist. Hmm. So um, it's an MIT student who recruits four, four other accomplices and they go, are asked to break into art museums in five countries to seek, steal back artifacts that were wrongly taken from China. And they have a $50 million payout. So it's their life going through everything um, and getting it in. Um, so it's, it's going to be just a really fun, fun book. That's, uh, went, that's cool. Yeah. And I want to mention that with the book cartographers, um, and other books that you can read that are similar is um, The Book of M and The 10,000 Doors of January, which I have not read. Okay. Uh, but they are similar. And um, for the Portrait of Thieves, similar books is called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and the Cellist. And we, we did talk at one time about the cellist. Right. So, um, so if you're looking for other books that are kind of similar and have the same theme, you may want to pick those up as well. That's cool. And uh, what we're going to do, as we typically do when Anne is with us, is you will be able to see all of these titles, the three that she's talked about, and we'll put the other titles that she's given as, as similar styles of books. Those will all be available on the Coffee Breaks with Steve website and in the roundtable uh, after we finish the show. So if you want to look for those books, and all of these uh, are available on place, at places like Amazon.com, through Barnes and Noble, any of the bookseller sites, you can find these. One of the things I like to do, Anne, and I don't know if this is just me, but one of the things that I like to do when I'm looking for or looking at a book, and it was interesting with these, I won't go into detail with these authors, but you can typically find, you know, on places like Amazon, there'll be an about the author point. And I find it always interesting to look at 
who the author is and maybe get some idea what what has inspired them why do they why did they write this book or why do they write the types of books that they do and you know you do often find that there is uh, there is a background that corresponds to areas within the plot line you see that with a lot of authors you know michael crichton is that way and and others who who write a certain genre or certain themes to their books and you find out well there's a a natural reason for that in terms of their education in terms of their own interests and that type of thing are you led to books more by the the I know you, like you said, you know, being part of a book club, sometimes you just get, hey, here's the next book that we're going to read. But do you find personally, Anne, that you're more drawn to titles and themes of books, or do you find that there are certain authors that you key in on? You know, I read all sorts. I don't particularly always read from one one author. I do have series books that I like. I like to read. Um, there's a good mystery series that I like, and it's by um, Davidson Mott is her last name, and she writes about a caterer that solves mysteries. And what I like is that the back of the book has all the all the recipes. All the recipes. And yeah. so, so those are kind of. I spent one whole summer on Martha's Vineyard reading every single one of those books, oh and. Picking it, cooking a couple of the recipes. Um, I generally go by what the story is. Um, you know, I'm a, I'll pull a book off the shelf. I tend to um, read the flaps. Then I read um, the first couple of pages of the first chapter. I'll read a couple of pages in the middle. And I won't read the end of the book, but I'll read towards the end. And if it's still, um, I'm still interested, but in that third section, then I'll take the book. I, I wanted to say, and I'm so sorry, I'm short on time. No, today, go ahead. Go ahead. But, we started um, a little bit late. Then, oh, um, then if you go to the library and the library does not have the book that you're looking for, they love to have recommendations mm. of books to purchase. Yes. So if you can't find it, um, ask them to to look into it, to read it, um, or maybe purchase it yourself as it make a donation to the oh, library. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned libraries, and because I think that is similar to how we were talking before about how people have gotten more accustomed to, you know, downloading books electronically. I think some of us forget or just underutilize our our local libraries and most of us have a library that's within an easy if not walking distance especially with the weather we're having uh, bicycling or driving distance from where we live and to continue to patronize and utilize those libraries is really helping us to continue to support and build our community yep and it's great. And um, Charlene, um, it, just go to your library and say that you are really interested in helping them choose um, the top books that for the library um, and do an award or something. Libraries are constantly looking for volunteers and people to do things. Um, and yes, you can get your book, uh, get online cards yeah. 
and you can do digital and, and those type of things. And some libraries will have delivery mm -hmm, or, that's right. or um, pick up, COVID-free pickup. Right. It's yeah. that all of that has created a, a need for more convenience. Listen, and uh, I, again, I, I do hate to rush. Thank you yeah. so much for being here. And it won't, we're going to, we're going to have you back pretty soon. So start thinking about what you want to bring to us next time. You know, I think what I'm going to be doing, when I, it just kind of popped into my head. Um, I am part of what's called Organized You, which is working with people on how to get organized. Oh. And um, been doing a lot of reading. So I think if we may do um, Atomic Habits, um, the 12, 12 week year, kind of those type of books. To, that would be fun. That, I think that getting, would be a lot of fun. Since we're getting into September and we all have children, grandchildren, and we always use September as kind of getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, so that would be fun. Well, that I think that also says we don't want to wait until the holidays to have you back. So let's be thinking about how we can make that happen relatively soon as we are getting into that you know, kind of getting getting the gears going again for the fall and start of the school year and kind of, you're right, we kind of revamp and get rolling again. So, Ann Davis East, thank you so much for being here. Once again, we will be putting those titles and, and uh, recommendations on our pages, but you are always a blessing. It's always wonderful to have you here. Stay cool and take care of yourself and we'll see you again thank soon. Thank you guys. Take, uh, take care and stay cool as well. All right. Bye. Always a lot of fun to have Anne here. Hey, listen, I know we are running a few minutes over, but I want to share a few things with you before we wrap up today, just to let you know what's coming up and uh, what we're going to be doing. I'm going to be on the road this next week, um, and, and it's actually relevant to the topic that we're going to be talking about next week. Our theme for next week, our topic for next week is class reunions. I'm actually going to be traveling to the Portland area the end of this next week. It's going to be kind of a whirlwind week because we've got family coming to our house. We're going to be passing through on their way um, to a wedding out of state and then coming back. And in between that, over the weekend, I'm going to be driving into Portland to attend my high school reunion. I'll talk more about that and the unusual aspects of how the high school I went to constructs and carries out their class reunions because it's not for one class. It's it's all the years that the high school was in existence. We'll get into that next week, but I'll be doing that remotely from Oregon. So watch for that. And uh, hopefully you will join in with your own ideas about uh, your class reunions, your own experiences, your own thoughts about attending class reunions, because not everybody actually likes to do that. Some people avoid the class reunions for any number of reasons. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of class reunions next week. And uh, the other thing that we're going to have coming up in a couple of weeks, we've got a topic called inflation frustration. We all know that we're going through a time where prices have been going up. The cost of doing things have been going up. And they're even talking about we, we're you know, very possibly going to be in, officially in a recession within the next few months. There's economic principles and guidelines as to what constitutes a recession. But we're not going to get into all of the technical details very much in a couple of weeks. And we're not going to be using it as a gripe session. I'm sure several of us will have things that we want to talk about in terms of our actual frustration with uh, 
with inflation and with the prices going up. What we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks are some of the tools, some of the hacks, some of the apps, and some of the things that I've been doing some research that I will share. But I also want to hear from you about some of the things that you do to try to cut costs and save money and, and be a good steward of what you have during inflationary times and how that carries over to times when maybe we're not dealing with the kind of economic challenges that we have been and are dealing with right now. But how does that affect on, on just a, a typical day-to-day -day basis? So I want to hear from you on all of that. And uh, also just, I, I, if, if I haven't already mentioned it today, share some of your favorite summer, whether it's summer reading, I loved the uh, the definition that Anne gave, it's the fun books that you can get through pretty quickly and, and that type of thing. But what are your favorite summer reading options? Who are your authors? Who? What are your titles? Do you have some that you go back and repeat? Do you have some new ones that you pulled out and started reading this summer? Some that are still sitting on your nightstand or on your coffee table that you're going to read before the summer ends. How do you approach summer reading? So you can continue to put those in the chat here. You can also, once we post on the uh, Coffee Breaks with Steve Facebook page and Roundtable, I'll be asking about that on the Roundtable. If you're not already keyed into the Roundtable, make sure you look for that. It's our conversation point. It's where we follow up on a lot of these topics and, and continue the conversations. Um, if you have ideas for topics, if you have ideas for guests that you would like to see on Coffee Breaks with Steve, let me know what those are. I always love to get ideas and, and I've had several people share some even recently. A lot of what we end up bringing into Coffee Breaks with Steve comes from you because I have limited brain power. If you haven't already figured that out, even when I'm drinking a lot of this, I it's limited. Again, didn't want to waste picking up the mug, but I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your ideas are. So please do that. Um, don't forget to do the things you need to do this week. That sounded weird. Let me rephrase that. Be a good steward of yourself this week. Take care of yourself, What, regardless of what kinds of weather and climate issues you're dealing with where you are. Um, make sure that you are balancing what you need for yourself as well as looking out for others. You've got pets, make sure that you're aware of what their needs are when the weather extremes are in, in place. If you have neighbors or you know someone who maybe is uh, de dealing with, whether it's dealing with disability or, or an older friend or neighbor, reach out to them, check in with the people that you know who may not uh, have access to some of the the things that we need during these weather extremes and make sure that people are, are well. But just remember in all the things that you are doing that uh, you're aware of, of the world around you. And I would just remind you once again, find a way to make a difference in your world this week. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for bearing with us as we ran a little bit over um, and we'll see you soon. See you next time.